Hi guys and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Um, this is the Ramblings of a Pro Trader podcast. Not sure which episode we're up to, but it will be on whatever episode I've listed it at. Um, so at least you'll know. And uh, yeah, today um, I always have a match, don't I, that I'm watching in the background. And today I'm watching PSG uh, versus United. Cracking little game actually. Totally unexpected in some ways, um, but I'll talk a little bit about that later on. And yeah, really just going to have a think about recapping the previous week, um, if I can remember that far back. I don't know if uh, any anyone else kind of feels like this, but I, I feel like the older you get, the less you remember like instant history. Oh, PSG just scored offside. It looked offside. Um, yeah, so I find it hard to even recall what happened, you know, last weekend, which was, what, three days ago? Um, that's not great, is it? So, yeah, I'll be I'll be searching my brain for the information on that, um, kind of thinking back about the trading in the past week, um, how it's been going, anything that's affected it, really, from the outside, Obviously, we've had issues with VAR in the past few weeks. Didn't really affect my trading, I don't think, in the past week. Um, you know, you've got to welcome it, I guess, but it will have an impact on trading. Um, you know, even at Ajax goal yesterday, if you didn't see it, the Real Madrid game, you know, did the ball go out for a throw-in? I don't know. But talking about going back to check things, uh, you know, I mean, let's be honest. How relevant is it if a ball goes out you know, for a throw-in or not. Just defend the goal. You can't really moan, even if you think it went out, can you? I mean, I wouldn't moan. Um, I've known for about five minutes of ours, if it happened to Norwich, and I'd go, you know, forget it. Um, we should have defended it. I think it's often one of those when people complain about being hard done by in football. And actually, there's a lot of the time you could look back and go, well, okay, yeah, it might not have been a great decision by the officials, but you still had a chance to defend it. You know, free kicks that are given, um, for instance, that weren't free kicks. People always moan about that, but I just think, well, defend a free kick, you know, because at the end of the day, it's the next play. Um, Okay, they might not have had that free kick, but you can't really blame bad officiating. It's on you for conceding. It's raining pretty heavily in Paris. Um, I don't know what the weather's like generally. I've never been to Paris. Uh, Maybe someone could enlighten me on this one um but yeah raining really heavily here and uh it seems like they do get quite a lot of rain there uh, much like we do here in england um but yeah i guess the best place to start really today is obviously thinking about the weekend i think the dortmund game i've covered dortmund a bit in these podcasts actually because i do have a soft spot for them um, I think they played Friday and they lost another game away. I think it was at Augsburg or something like that. Not a big team, particularly in that league. So another disappointing result. Bayern won easily. I think they won 5-1 or something away at Mönchengladbach, which was, uh, you know... Well, I suppose it's it's a great win, but, but in some ways you expect it the way Bayern have been the last few years. They're definitely coming into it now. And uh, you, you do feel Dortmund have thrown it away. Obviously, if you got on my advice to back Bayern to win the title a few weeks ago, um, you're laughing now with the profit you've made. 
So well done to anyone who followed that. Um, you know, there are some rewards to listening to these mad ramblings from myself. Anyway, I'll move on to the weekend. Obviously, on Saturday, Norwich played. Uh, great win for them away at Millwall. Um, staying top. Kind of a little bit of separation now. It's kind of, it feels like in the championship, if you've been following the top, it's kind of two from three, potentially. So you kind of feel like um, Leeds, Sheffield United or Norwich will go up automatically. And then, obviously, two out of those three. So a good chance, you know, if you're one of those teams... I mean, especially if you're if you're Norwich and Leeds at the moment, you're going to feel confident. Um, that said, obviously being a fan, you're never quite as confident as maybe you should be. Um, still, plenty of games left, and uh, not much of a gap between those three. Um, so yeah, really good for Norwich there. I'm really pleased about that. Obviously, um, had my dad up at the weekend, so we had a good chat about how everything's going with uh, football and trading. Um, and yeah, it was a good weekend, actually. Um, the Sunday was a bit better, wasn't it, for goals? I mean, I remember the week before, it was awful. Those games with United-Liverpool and uh, Man City-Chelsea. Um, but instead, this weekend, obviously we had um, Tottenham play Arsenal, which uh, finished 1-1. And, and there should have been at least three goals, because obviously... Obama Yang missed a really um, well, really easy chance, a penalty. Um, so he'll be disappointed with that one. And uh, it's quite funny, really, when you see players run up to these penalties nonchalantly. I mean, if you've got money on, say, lay the draw, or you're backing another goal at that point, you know, you're pretty livid, aren't you? Um, that that's happened. That the player just seemingly hasn't taken it seriously enough. Um, it's kind of like a flair ego thing maybe but I, I hate to see that because you just want your penalty taker to you know, step up, look confident but not arrogant um, because the problem is when you miss it looks a lot worse like if he'd taken a proper penalty you wouldn't have been so bothered but because of the, how slowly he ambled up to the ball and then just sort of basically side foot past it um, to the keeper's what was it right hand side you know it's disappointing if you if you had any money on that at that point needing that goal to go in um it's pretty much a sickener although my strategy of trying if you can find a good bookie who offers good odds for a penalty being missed and just put a couple of quid on there as insurance to your trade because uh, it is just amazing how often i mean it feels to me like penalties are missed more often than than the odds suggest Maybe that's just me, but it, it definitely seems to have happened. You know, if you look back at recent weeks in the trades, a lot of the trades people have actually had on the forum um, as well, um, losing out because people are missing penalties. You know, and uh, that's not really, it's not really acceptable, is it? Um, at this sort of level of the game, you want people to take them properly. And then obviously on Sunday was a good day because there's three games live and. Uh, Obviously, Brendan Rodgers didn't get off to the best of starts. Um, you know, f fair play if you're a fan of either team. Not that exciting a game, I guess. It's a bit of a... I mean, it's, it's kind of getting to that stage of the season where some games are becoming a little bit of a dead rubber. You know, so the teams don't really need to 
win, do they? I mean, Watford and Leicester are under no real pressure um, to get into Europe. They're obviously not going to get into Europe by the looks of it anyway. Um, they're not going to get relegated. So it's just kind of like another couple of those middle-of-the-pack teams. And then we had Chelsea-Fulham. And actually, Chelsea, well, they did dominate the game. We're very lucky in the end because um, Fulham missed a couple of really good chances to equalise. And, uh, you know, it kind of feels like things have started going better for Sari since this substitute incident. Maybe he needed something to fire him up and sort of show the players that he is passionate, that he is in charge and that the board aren't just going to get rid of him since he's lost the dressing room. Um, amazing patience being shown by Chelsea. So unexpected, really. Um, I thought he would have been gone by now, but he's not. I mean, beating Fulham is really papering over the cracks, isn't it? Um, and like I say, they did dominate the game, but they don't put away the, ch the chances enough, do they? And uh, you do really worry moving forward, because any bad result now for Sari is big pressure. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens on that one. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other game was. Well, it's Liverpool, isn't it? Liverpool-Everton. 0-0. Another 0-0 with Liverpool. You know, frustrating to watch because these were the big two games, really, from Super Sunday the last couple of weeks. And they've both been 0-0. And uh, when you're chasing a title, you've, got, you've really got to go for it in that situation, haven't you? I mean, some people are saying it's a good point. I don't know. Do you, do you At any point, do you want to let Man City get back in front of you? Because I tell you what, it was a much more comfortable position when Liverpool were close to being seven points clear um, than it is now that they're actually you know, behind the eight ball, so to speak, and really relying on other results now. You know, It's not in their hands anymore. Um, it's a shame, really, because I would have quite liked... To, obviously, I've never seen Liverpool um, win a Premier League, and I do like seeing different teams win it as a neutral. Um you know, unless Chelsea are going to win it, then that's good. But they're obviously not going to win it, so it would be nice. Um, but it really, you know, at the moment, it really doesn't look good, does it? And uh, I mean, it was a remarkable. I mean, what you got to remember, it's a remarkable achievement anyway, because Pep and City just play such good football that really you can barely have a slip up and they're ahead of you. You know, there really hasn't been a lot of slip ups between these teams and. You know, and you've got to think in most other seasons, Liverpool would win the title this season. Um, probably any other season in Premier League history, when Pep hasn't been here, you'd you'd fancy them to have a good shot of winning it. The points they're on, the way they've played this season, um, but Pep's just raised it another level, hasn't he? I mean, 100 points in, in 38 games was just cra absolutely crazy. Obviously, I'm not going to repeat that this year, but. It just shows what you what you're up against, and I mean, people. I don't really understand people. People criticise Klopp. People criticise um, Pochettino for not winning anything. I mean, financially, they haven't spent anywhere near as much as Man City in the last few years. Yes, they might have made a few marquee signings, um, and the Tottenham certainly haven't in terms of spending money, and yet they compete with these teams. You know, really, it is remarkable and. Uh, you know, people forget what a big factor money is, even with these big, big clubs, that it's not quite as simple as, uh, oh, well, 
you know, they're all big, they've all got a fair amount of money, so they should all be competing together. Um, you know, Man City, the money the Man City owners have is is crazy money. And as we've seen, they're, they're quite happy to just spend on whatever Pep needs. And uh, I'm not too sure it's the same with, uh, with Klopp. And it's definitely not the same with Pochettino. Um, talking of Pochettino, obviously the big thing this week has been Real Madrid losing... 4-1 at home to Ajax. Watch the highlights today. I didn't actually see the game live. Um, but yeah, brilliant. I mean, how exciting is it for the neutral like myself to have Ajax back in to the quarterfinals? You know, when I was a little boy, Ajax were actually a European superpower. Um, and it's such a shame to see how, you know, no clubs really. I mean, you have Porto, but outside the big countries of Italy, Spain and England no clubs have really won the Champions League I mean thinking of Porto obviously I'm trying to think of, of any outside of that before or after that when it would have been whether it would have been Ajax maybe um, when they last lifted it but yeah you know you'd like to see some of these other countries do well I would anyway because uh, I don't feel like this kind of some people kind of have this feeling of oh no the Premier League should be everything and and you know it is great that we've got all the top players here and uh, and we do have such a great league but I'd love to see the Champions League more competitive in terms of more countries being competitive you know it's uh, because the problem is say the Champions League the group stages can be pretty dull can't they I mean say you get a group where you get Barcelona Fenerbahce, um, I don't know, Marseille, and let's think, one of the other clubs in your Celtic, right? So that's a realistic Champions League group. Um, you know, Barcelona are going to qualify from that all day, every day. So essentially, Barcelona have got six games that are, you know, utterly pointless. And it seems to happen every year that you get these groups where it's just like, utter rubbish in terms of competition you can predict who's going through um there's not many where you where you don't have two clear quite clear favorites um and you know i get i get that part of that's the seeding system that uefa have but at the same time it would be great wouldn't it i'd love to see like you know dutch football be strong i'd love to see um turkish football be strong i'd like to see italian football come back you know I know they've got Juventus, but they, they win the title really easily every year. A bit like Germany, it's, it's becoming a little bit of a pointless league. Um, you know, you kind of think, what's the point of the Serie A anymore? Um, they might as well just give it to Juventus and do something else, you know, set something else up. Or just play it without Juventus um, and let Juventus join, I don't know, like La Liga or the Premier League. Because uh, it's crazy, really, what goes on. But, um, yeah... Hopefully we'll see some more competitive teams. You know, Ajax have shown that you don't have to fear. I remember when we did have those days of, you know, Leon. I remember causing upsets with Real Madrid and obviously Porto and Monaco. I mean, Monaco did pretty well recently, didn't they? Um, and obviously PSG are now a superpower. So I wouldn't mind seeing them win it um, if an English club doesn't win it this year. I still want English clubs to win it as long as it's not United. Um but yeah, hopefully, uh, I don't mind seeing Tottenham win it. How brilliant would that be? You know, 
Again, Pochettino's done a great job. I personally think he'll probably go in the summer. I just, why not? You know, he could go to a club like Real Madrid who's going to properly fund him, properly back him. Um, I guess the only negative is he might not get as much time because obviously Spurs aren't going to sack him unless he has probably like two or three awful seasons, you know, because he's been such a good manager um, for Spurs. Maybe Klopp. I mean, does Klopp think about leaving? I kind of think he has been back there a fair bit, so it's a lot less likely. Um, and Pot just seems like a real good fit, doesn't he? You know, ex-Espanol, big rival of Barcelona. I mean, Real would love a manager. I mean, one thing I do not understand is this thing about Mourinho. Um, why on earth would Real Madrid want to get Mourinho back in? Um, I know I think they won the league with him. Uh, I don't think they won the Champions League. I don't think they they were that impressive under him in the Champions League. Um, and then obviously Zidane and Ancelotti have sort of shown him how it's done. But I really just don't understand that. that it, he plays such drab football. I mean, it's antiquated now, his style of football. He just upsets the dressing room. He doesn't really know how to deal with big star players. Again, not really sure how it works um, in the Real Madrid. You know, Jose being unable to sort of empathise with these star players and work with them. Um, so yeah, really strange one. This, I mean, I mean, for any American football fans out there, it kind of reminds me of when there was some talk of. Uh, Rex Ryan being uh, the next Dolphins coach. He was a pretty drab, awful coach for the Jets and had been sacked and things. Why would it? Why would the Dolphins hire him? You know, I know people on these boards and directors and owners seem to make strange decisions, but I think Mourinho to Real it would be a real backward step for that club. Um, they should get a young, exciting manager, you know, who does things. Not just going for ex-players or things like that. Or, like, they went for the Spain national manager again. I don't really think you should put national managers in the same bracket as club managers. Um, it's not to say they can't do a great job at club management. It's just to say that international management is so different it shouldn't really be compared I mean a great example of that of course is Chris Coleman who was outstanding as the Wales manager really and took them over at a tough time with with Gary Speed um, you know obviously really sad with Gary Speed killing himself and uh, I think only now we're starting to sort of understand why um, obviously with a lot of this sort of child sex abuse um, stuff that's been in the media recently reportedly he was a victim of it according to uh, some of his teammates so kind of makes things make sense a bit you know um, but yeah it's a great job that Coleman did there and then and then he went to Sunderland didn't he and uh, obviously you know a nightmare situation but why did he take the job Right, he'd just done so. His stock was probably as high as it's ever going to get, getting Wales to a semi-final of a major tournament. I mean, I don't think they got enough credit for that. I don't think, I think, because I think English people sometimes can be a bit arrogant about these things, and kind of mind you, they're arrogant almost against themselves because 
Um, I say themselves, I am English, of course. But I've heard England, English people, I wouldn't say English fans, because this guy actually says he's not a fan, which I don't really understand. If you're English, you're not a fan of the England national team. I don't really get that. I think uh, obviously some people need some work on, you know, in their head. I mean, how can you not be a fan if you're your na- your nation, if you're from that nation? Um, but anyway, yeah, Eng- you know, an English person uh, sort of deriding the fact we made the semi-finals of the World Cup this year. Oh, you haven't beaten anyone. Okay, we had a decent draw, we had a decent route through, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. And uh, it's it's impressive to get to a semi-final of a World Cup. Um, you do have to do well. I mean, geez, we lost to Iceland last time out. So you go on about an easy run of fixtures and, uh, and tough teams. Well, Iceland, <laughs> okay, that's all you really need to say. You, you could just sort of be one word answer to anyone who sort of uh, gives you. If anyone ever talks negatively about that, just go Iceland. And I think they'll they'll then be reminded of uh, why it was such an achievement. But again, I mean, obviously, even more of an achievement for Coleman and Wales because of the size of the country, because of the fact they'd struggled so much before. You know, they hadn't had any success in recent years. So um, it was. I mean, they hadn't even made a major tournament had they since the fifties or something like that. So it really was an impressive achievement. I'm feeling pretty relaxed uh, right now. I think I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Oh yeah, one thing I forgot. Obviously, I'm covering the uh, covering. I'm watching the uh, Paris Saint Germain versus Man United game, and uh, I'm actually sitting pr- sitting pretty here. So anyone on the forum will know. I actually said PSG were two short odds here. One point four seven. 1.47 in a game a team doesn't need to win. Do you know what? I'm not going to labour this point because I'm going to talk about this on the BTC show tomorrow. So, you know, if you get a chance, catch the BTC show um, before the weekend. But odds, teams being such short odds when they don't even need to win in these two-legged ties. It's crazy. Um, you see it all the time. Same in cricket, you see it in dead rubbers, you know, teams that don't need to win, super short odds. But in football, you know, Man United are no mugs. PSG should not be 1.47 at home. PSG have not been that impressive. PSG have lost Neymar, they've had some players out. Um, You know, so I don't get that at all. And... uh, you know, I laid the price. It was pretty easy. I advised it on the forum, explained why I thought it was too short. A few people agreed with me. A few people got on it. A few people made some money. So actually, I have that as a topic tomorrow because it's quite an interesting talking point. Um, although actually, I'll probably actually I might just use it as my trade of the week because uh, it'll be fresh in people's memories, won't it? Um, but yeah, as we come up to the 80th minute, obviously it's two one. You'd have made a massive profit if you'd laid. PSG at these ludicrous odds. Now, I'm not saying the thing people have to remember is I'm not saying a team won't win um, when I say that the odds are too short. What I'm saying is that PSG should have been 1.7 plus, maybe 1.8, something like that is where I would have put them, right? So when I see a price like 1.47, I have to lay it, you know, because that is value. You have to take value in this game all day long. So if you find value like I did today, take it. You know, don't be afraid and go, oh, no, but 
I must be see what what people get into the mindset of thinking is this I must be the one who's wrong right now the market can't be wrong the market's always right <laughs> come on we, how many times have we seen the market is the market just gives odds right it can never fully predict what's going to happen and that is why we can have an edge on it um, and a lot of them like I said a few times actually a lot of the market influence is not just clever people putting money on and that's why and they know their stuff a lot of it is either going on what a computer model thinks um, without any other research going on but mainly it's it's where people putting the money so if you get on Betfair so say you get someone who lumps you know hundreds of thousands of pounds into a market maybe a footballer is just you know gambling addict as well um or a big businessman it's going to affect the price massively you know um there's only a few rare games that are big enough that it wouldn't affect the price so you have to think that these prices aren't always right you know and a lot of this money comes from asia a lot of the money comes from other places other than where the sport itself is originating from so these people don't necessarily have more of an understanding than the general sort of population um, regarding these things um but yeah it's uh it's an interesting one isn't it you know don't be afraid if you see value take it oh psg should score it mbappe oh he's had a shocker oh it looked like it might be a foul there oh i think Di maria's hit the post Still on, isn't it, this time? I keep forgetting, like, you kind of think, oh, it's like... Because you just... The problem was, from the first leg, with PSG winning 2-0 away, it was over. Like, in, in everyone's head, it was over. So even now, I'm kind of, like, struggling to remember. Oh, no, there's actually a game on here, like, an interesting game. Uh, you know, I don't need one more goal, and they're through. Assuming PSG don't score. I mean, really, at this point, you'd be wanting United to just go for it. Just put everyone forward, you know. So what if you concede? It doesn't matter. It's 85 minutes now, nearly. Um, a goal is irrelevant at this point. You've just got to try and score yourself because you've barely got any time left. It's better to die trying than die wondering. I think there's far too many times in football at the moment where teams are dying wondering. Um, and we see that a lot. With I, I hate it when managers say, oh, yeah, well, he'll probably shut up shop now. They're 2-0 down and he'll settle for that. They'll settle for a 2-0 defeat. What sort of a sport is this we're playing where we go, do you know what, because they're a good team, um, I don't really care. If they go 2-0 down, that's that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? Anyway, guys, I'll leave you with that, and uh, thanks for listening to the ramblings of a pro trader. I'll be back with more next week.